to the Healthy Hair Journey podcast here with episode 4, High Hair Porosity. On this episode, I'm joined with one of my best friends, Vithya, and she's here to discuss her high porosity hair at the beginning of her journey and how it's now actually changed into a medium porosity type. Before we get into that part of the episode, I'm just going to quickly discuss some characteristics of high porosity hair. Hair cuticles are wide open when you have high porosity hair. So that means that water and moisture can be absorbed quickly, but on the flip side, you can just as easily lose that moisture. Having high porosity hair can be your hair's natural state, or it can be caused by keratin treatments, chemical treatments, straining your hair constantly using other heat tools and bleaching and coloring your hair constantly as well. High porosity hair can tend to look dry and it also tangles really easily. When I had high porosity hair, I really noticed that at the back, the under layer of my hair always tangled so easily and I would really have to put a lot of conditioner to get it out. Unfortunately, with high porosity hair, it is prone to breakage and frizziness. Even though your hair gets saturated quickly, your styles tend to dry faster. So something you might want to consider using is a spray bottle, having it near you when you're applying your products so you can rewet your hair or just put your products in right after you've showered when your hair is soaking wet. So here with me now is my good friend Vithya and she's here to talk about her porosity and her hair journey and how she figured it out or how it might have changed. Hello. (laughs) Okay, so Vithya, can you tell us about your hair porosity first? Yeah, so it's it's good that you said changed because when I started this almost a year ago, this curly hair journey (laughs) to steal your title Um, it was definitely high porosity so I had chemically straightened my hair like done creatine treatments for probably like three years pretty regularly yeah because I you always had straight hair pretty much yeah so it was funny because when I started not treating it everyone was like shocked that I had curly hair and I was like no no this is my natural hair yeah I like spent a lot of money and effort making it straight because I'm so lazy (laughs) that like I just want to get up in the morning brush my hair and be like not do anything with it but what does happen is that like my ends would break I'd have a lot of split ends so I definitely had high porosity hair when this started so I would literally step out of the shower and it would be dry like it took no time at all for it to dry it was also super super damaged part of the reason I did the creatine treatments was because I thought because every time I did it my hair felt better it would look so nice it would look better exactly so I thought it was helping keeping it healthy Mm -hmm. like I needed to stay on that schedule because it maintained my hair health when it really didn't yeah it was just damaging it more yeah and I have really fine thin hair which wasn't always the case when I was little I had like Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of hair but when I was little I also had straight hair (laughs) same actually (laughs) yeah enough so part of it is just like not knowing how to take care of curly hair in the get-go like when the change started happening so I did it Yeah, for a really long time, I would either heat straighten my hair or chemically straighten my hair, which really damaged it. But then out of lockdown, the first shot I got, I got a haircut and they cut off most of the damage. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went pretty short, not like it was well pretty short. I remember it. Yeah. You cut off quite a few inches. And part of it is because I went from having straight hair to curly hair. So it's already like short. The shrinkage is real. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So then when you cut off so much, it went pretty short like I wouldn't be able to tie my hair up 
mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a pixie cut. Yeah, so Vithya's hair is about shoulder length now. Yeah. And when she got a cut last year, it was probably, probably like chin? chin length. Yeah. Yeah. But you definitely needed that cut, yeah. I think. And so since then, I think my hair porosity has gotten more normal mm-hmm. um, in the sense that it still, it takes longer to dry. It feels a lot healthier. So what products did you use, especially when your hair was more of a high porosity? Did you do treatments to help out? Like what kind of helped you with your high hair porosity? So I started and I've kind of lucked out with it because I started with Buclem and I have stayed with it Mm -hmm. the whole time. I've tried other products in between, but especially for like cleansers and just like a regular routine, I love their stuff. So yeah. I use their... And they have that 30-day challenge. Is yeah. that what you did? I did that to start, yeah. So when I did it, I take things like seriously sometimes, like when it doesn't need to be. But like this is... When I hear challenge, I'm like, done. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to do it and I'm yeah. going to smash it. So when I first did that 30-day hair thing, it was I only used their products. Like I realized I needed an oil and I went out and got the Buclam oil. Yeah, I remember I that. Like, you know what? I'm going to give this them a shot yeah unlike me who buys many different products and is really bad with changing them no. all the time so Vithya was really good with sticking to one product for a while and yeah and so I did it and I did notice a huge difference it helped that in that time I also got my hair cut mm-hmm. and just your general health care of your hair got better like yeah. you knew what to do yeah because I think that was like the biggest shift I mean I'm in my 30s and my hair's been curly since I was a teenager Mm -hmm. and I legitimately didn't know how to deal with it well same here right (laughs) so like there was a phase in high school where I would have used mousse and that was it and it would get like crunchy and I'd be like oh god that's gross so then I'd stop using mousse because I'm like I don't want to be have crunchy hair (laughs) and little do we know we should scrunch out the crunch after it's dry (laughs) (laughs) but like didn't know that right but I just thought that's what mousse did to my hair yeah mousse and gel had a bad rat pack in the day yeah i think the biggest thing is just kind of learning it and then giving yourself time to deal with it because i like i said i like to wake up brush my hair and leave the house yeah and now it's so easy yeah i remember like the first day i did like my whole hair thing and it's like this was during lockdown wash my hair put gel in my hair did the whole thing and it like turned out really really nice i was really happy with it and my boyfriend was like whoa like this is something that's happening like and he was like touching my hair it's like stop doing that but like <laughs> don't touch the hair yeah, but, and then the next day waking up and he was literally like what happened to your hair why isn't it still nice and i was like i don't know because <laughs> like it was gone uh, i think that was really frustrating at the start was trying to figure out like how to maintain it yeah or how to take care of it at night as well like yeah. getting maybe a silk pillowcase or a bonnet which one do you use now the pillowcase the pillowcase yeah and you tried the bonnet out yeah i tried a bonnet <laughs> out i also have like a sleep cap yeah um so you have the satin bonnet yeah um which was a lot more space and then i have a bamboo cap because i just thought that would work for me and neither of them did mm-hmm. my body doesn't like having a hat on it yeah because it might be hot for you or sometimes you might just pull it off in the middle of the night yeah so i've pretty much just stuck with tying my hair up in a pineapple with like a scrunchie and then falling asleep on a silk pillowcase also when this started my hair wasn't long enough to tie up so that was the other thing so I was sleeping on it like there was no way around it for me Mm -hmm. and now that it's grown out a bit and I can actually tie it up it's a little different so at the beginning when you first got your cut um were you refreshing more like or do you refresh about the same amount let's say to get those curls back so I when I started I would try to refresh daily Mm -hmm. and now I don't do it at all the most I'll do is 
like take my shower cap off in the washroom when and it's still like, like moist yeah. yeah get the steam like a steam refresh which is becoming more and more popular yeah so like that's uh, but I won't I like have spray bottles and stuff but now I use them mostly for oh one of the things I did do before I started the Buclem 30 day thing was I did um rice fermented rice water I on my hair yeah like quite a bit and then after doing that, I was like, you know what? I think what my hair is actually lacking is moisture and not protein. Because it was getting, it looked good or it felt good after I did it. Yeah. But it still felt really hard. Yeah. So um, now I'll do it once in a blue moon as well, just to kind of help the moisture protein balance. balance yeah, it's all about balance. Um, I feel like right now my hair is probably the most hydrated it's been all year too, which is nice. That's good. But yeah. But yeah, so product-wise, I just, since doing the 30-day challenge with Buclam, I've pretty much stuck with their products. I've added a few more things. I remember you were using Camille Rose. Is that still mm -hmm. working out for you? Yeah. What products did you use from them? I just have their leave-in conditioner, and okay. it smells heavenly, so I really like it. It's kind of like baked goods. Ooh, that sounds yeah, nice. It's like is a vanilla it um, scent. like a serum consistency or no? A cream? It's it's a cream consistency, so it's almost like conditioner, mm -hmm. like that you would just wash out of your hair okay. you just put it in at the end and you don't wash it out but that's it and then almost style my hair soaking wet typically yeah. and um, that usually helps i think with especially finer hair yeah or, or finer hair high porosity because it does dry so quickly now it doesn't dry so quickly mm -hmm. so sometimes i find that like I can just put in the leave-in, plop my hair and do like brush my teeth or whatever, yeah, wash ready. my face. And then, yeah, and then put in gel. But what what actually happens is then I forget to put in gel. <laughs> and by the time I remember to take my plop out, my hair is dry. But it's not that it dried really quickly. It's that it was, you know, like an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of do everything at once because once yeah. again, I'm pretty like quick and efficient and I want it all done. And yeah go on to the next thing i don't do well at like stopping and going back to things yeah are there any ingredients let's say that you might stay away from in your products yeah it's weird because i think with fine hair you're told like you don't want heavy stuff especially yeah. with my curl i don't want anything too heavy yeah i do want really light stuff but like i tried some light lighter products that were yours yeah. and it, it really didn't work for me yeah so it's still <laughs> Like for me, I think I, I, it's not so much like that I have a hard and fast rule against certain elements. It's just like I look for stuff typically lighter, but definitely more in like oil based or moisture based. Yeah. And nothing too like Yeah, so you won't like heavy. use a butter or anything no, yeah. like that in your products especially. But what about like a mask or a deep conditioner? What do you kind of tend to stick to? Or even how often do you do it? I don't do it as often as I should. So kind of as and when yeah. you need to, which yeah. is fine. Or when I have the time because yeah. it's a, a lot like time. Yeah. So the Olaplex I've done, yeah. which or Olaplex number three, which I yeah. really like. And I think that was more relevant to my hair when it At was more time, damaged. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think I remember it was more when you got your cut and it was still really yeah. high and damaged from like the treatments, like the keratin treatments. Yeah. Because they do. couldn't get rid of all of it because yeah. they would have literally Pretty shaved my head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then what else? So I've done... I've done like DIY masks, which have been fun just to like make and research. Yeah. Um, but it's not something I would do all the time. Did you do one the time. banana once? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like banana and honey and you just plop it in your head. I hate bananas. 
don't like, think I would like that either. Sorry to anyone who doesn't like bananas and the texture of it. Well, it, and the smell. If it, it, yeah. every, it was just really that you have the smell like on your head for 30 minutes. And I was just like trying not to gag <laughs> or like think about it. But once I put my cap on, it was fine because I couldn't really smell it. But when I was putting it on, I was like, this was a giant mistake. <laughs> um, I've done the same thing with like avocado. Mm-hmm avocado honey and I think something else I've done a few scalp grubs too which have been really helpful because I do get dry scalp quite often yeah um do you find that more in the summer or winter or is it just like a general kind of you get a dry scalp I think generally I have a dry scalp it's definitely worse in the winter when like the Mm -hmm. air is dry um I mean definitely back in Toronto it was way worse because I think our winters there were much drier and they're harsher here in the UK aside from what was it like okay so dry scalp but it's also product buildup now more than anything else because I used to not use products in my hair the only thing I put in my hair aside from like shampoo conditioner and then I'd put like the Moroccan oil in yeah um, and so that's one thing like I used to have I really liked their products but because I I went if I was like I'm gonna do curly girl I'm gonna do curly girl and I know a lot of people take that challenge. <laughs> yeah I know a lot of people don't stick to it but like I haven't put any silicones like out of choice back into my hair because mm-hmm. um, that's working for you as well yeah so and then the only problem with Moroccan oil is there is silicone in that yeah uh, not all their products but some of their products so I did have to get rid of so much to Christina's chagrin she gets them all oh dear more <laughs> products <laughs> but they're like nice products I don't want to say anything bad about their products because I use them for years it just doesn't work for and that was part of it their stuff is a little heavier but I still like oils I think I have oil you said the buclam oil I have the one you got me for my birthday too oh eco slay eco slay Yeah. yeah I mean I still have the Moroccan oil um in my travel kit so I'm not like not using it um, just more sparingly or if you're yeah. in desperate need or something. Well, it's just more like not using their hair masks and stuff because they are heavier. They used to be so good because of how heavy and like how nice well, they your felt. Hair, and your hair probably needed it at that yeah, point, something too. like that. But now it's it's definitely too much. The scalp scrubs have been really helpful because it is product buildup because I went from using one product yeah. to now like my routine involves four. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, for regular products, like styling products, so that's quite a shift. And I guess your scrub would be kind of like your clarifying. So how often do you think you would use, like, a scrub on your scalp, your hair? Oh, probably not, like, once a month. Yeah. 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 And then otherwise I'd use, yeah, the cleanser. cleanser. Yeah. So one of my final questions to you, Vithya, is... How have your how has your routine or products changed throughout the different seasons? Great question, Christina. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, so in the summer, I guess at some point when it got pretty humid, I was concerned that my so with Buclam, I used their their regular gel and then the purple tube gel. It's the like super an hold. the super hold. So that I did great. both of those, and that worked really well for a while. But there would be some days where my hair would even after I put them in the same way pretty much all yeah. the time it wouldn't have the same effect so well, I switched that's what I said in my previous podcast like I almost gave up on Buclem in the summer because I just found it wasn't working well at all mm. like my hair would just go like limp and just like my curls would be gone and then now I'm finding I'm using it more in the winter yeah and my curls are like really holding up and I don't know if, again it's just the weather and it needing that extra kick of moisture from the weather that it really likes yeah. now. And because it's drier now anyways. Yeah. So then in the summer, I did 
switch my gel to Weedad's like humidity humidity proof yeah the extra strength one and that was great but i tried that one in the winter and it was just like not good yeah (laughs) it felt really heavy in my hair then i don't know why but it's just yeah and i think that's kind of important is like don't give up on your products right away yeah because they might work in different seasons or you know maybe your hair is getting a little too used to it and And you need to have a break as well sometimes it literally is just how you apply it so like some products like it when your hair is soaking wet some products like it when it's a little drier some products you put in upside down others you don't like i don't know do you put your products in upside down actually i do most of the time um i've i did it especially i didn't do it especially that much when my hair was shorter mm-hmm. because it was just easier to I could yeah not flip it but now that my hair is longer it's easier to get it everywhere if I flip it around um especially with the leave-in conditioner uh, it's usually upside down after that like the by the s- second gel like the hold gel I'm usually not upside down because I want to kind of shape yeah where it's gonna fall and exactly everything. Yeah. at that point even though I'm gonna plop it just because it still kind of retains a bit of that yeah, memory of um, and that's the only one I do right side up. Are you still using the Denman brush? Oh yeah, then I use the Denman brush that I <laughs> stole from you. I swiped. Do you want to try uh, my Denman brush out? Yeah, sure. Ten months later, <laughs> <laughs> you bought a new one. <laughs> I did. It's fine. I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, no. I use the Denman brush in between, so I'll put the leave in, brush it, brush it upside down, mm-hmm. then put all the gels in. Yeah, I again, I said this, I think, in my first episode where it's really important to just try different products and styling routines as well whether you go upside down or you do it straight in the shower where your hair is like sopping soaking wet so it all just depends again on your texture your hair type your porosity all those great things about curly hair that we need to constantly think about I mean I do miss just getting out of bed and brushing my hair and leaving that. yeah yeah, (laughs) but like if I'm honest my hair is almost never not in a ponytail yeah, so, it's kind of easier. Yeah. And also working out and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you ever feel tempted to kind of go back to keratin or straighten your hair more? No. I still, I have, I mean, I have strained my hair since just with like a heat straightener. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd never go back to chemicals. It like my hair just feels so much healthier now than it yeah. ever did doing that. So I can actually like see, the, like feel the damage where before it seemed like a Band-Aid solution. Like now I'm like, yeah. oh, I've already put in the effort of doing like an actual solution so I don't think I'd go back to that and that's pretty good yeah (laughs) so there is hope to anyone listening out there who's thinking oh should I do this or should I give up on it don't give up because your hair will go to that healthy natural state it's supposed to be in yeah you just have to be patient and it's and like honestly if I was going into work every day I probably wouldn't have done it Mm -hmm. because I mean, the secret blessing of lockdown and not really seeing anyone was... Yeah, well, I think that's kind of when I started as well. Like, a little bit before that lockdown, but I got mm-hmm. really into it when it was lockdown. And no one had to see us, like you said. Yeah, so that was great. Yeah, so now's a perfect time to do it if you're still in lockdown as well. Yeah, at least to start. I think the hardest is, like, the first month. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get used to it and your hair starts looking different. It's kind yeah. of exciting. Well, thanks so much for joining me on my episode, Vithya. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And I hope uh, you've learned some things from Vithya about what she went through and yeah maybe to try out some different routines or products so yeah thanks again 
I hope you enjoyed that part of the episode. I had so much fun discussing with Fithia about her hair porosity and her healthy hair journey so far, and I hope to have her back on some future episodes as well. So just a few more things about high porosity hair before I close off this episode. Strengthening your hair with protein treatments is good for high porosity hair, especially when it's been chemically treated bleached or you've been using hot tools consistently. As well, locking in that moisture is an important step after your wash day, so you might wanna try using cream-based products to help lock it in, and using an oil, especially at the end of your styling routine when your hair is dry, will help lock in that moisture and hopefully that frizziness as well. When washing your hair, you might want to try using cooler water to wash it so that it discourages the cuticle from opening up more, as that's what heat tends to do, and rinse with cold water at the end, to close down that cuticle to lock in that moisture. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on high hair porosity. On the next episode of hair porosity in this mini series, I guess you could call it, I have another couple of special guests who are going to be talking about their hair porosity and we are going to be discussing a bit more in depth about low hair porosity. So thanks so much again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.